want to continue our teaching on true worship. Will you say that? True, true. worship. Amen. Last week, we talked about being a necessary part. Every believer, the place that God places you, he places you there for a specific reason. You are important. <laughs> say this, I am important. I am a necessary part in my local body. We also said this, that our value as a member that is being connected to where God has placed us only has worth or value or our value uh, as a member only has worth when we are connected. In other words, yes, you are valuable. Yes, you are important. But as it relates to being connected, my value increases when there is a connection. In other words, me being alone is no good. Again, if you was to sever your arm apart from your body and just it's just the arm, it can't function. Why? Because it's not connected to the body. It needs to be connected to the body in order to have greater value. That's why synergy is so important. Someone say synergy. And, and write this down. Synergy, and I've given you various definitions, but synergy is just simply the interaction or the cooperation of two or more organizations to produce a combined effect greater than the sum of their separate effects. So, in other words, I am better and I can do more. We can do more when we are connected. And that's why Satan is so aggressive when it comes to causing division because he knows that when synergy is in motion, blessings happen. When synergy is in motion, lives are changed. When synergy is in motion, but people who don't know Jesus come to know Jesus. So Satan is aggressive in his assault trying to dismantle or dismember the body. So you have to be very careful. That's why it's important that we understand true worship because true worship is living in agreement with God. It's living his way, his truth, and the life that he lived. What did Jesus declare? We see this in John. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay, so for the sake of continuity, let's just review and learn some things or go over some things that we've ascertained thus far. And I'm doing this because uh, without repetition, it's hard to retain. When I was in school of ministry, uh, since I was in California, I would attend Crenshaw Christian Center, the Sunday morning services. And then I would leave there and uh, go worship with Bishop McClendon. So on Sundays, I just did church out there. Well, all week, really. But Apostle, of course, he's a, he was a teacher. And, you know, we would come in and he would go over a particular passage. And I'm thinking, I wonder if he knows he, he was there last week. He was, he was in 1 Corinthians two weeks ago. <laughs> Here three weeks later, we back in 1 Corinthians. But guess what was happening? It was uprooting the wrong beliefs, and it was 
building or digging new furrows, Sister Moore, by new thoughts and beliefs. The wrong thinking was being uprooted. Then I started establishing the right thinking. See, learning is repetitious. See, I, I, I don't, wait, let me say this, the way God works with me is different than maybe he does with other, I, I don't, first of all, I don't seek God. I study and whatever he gives me, that's what I present. So I'm not home trying to, hmm, what would be a catchy title? Hmm, who let them dogs out? Hmm. See, see, no, I don't do that. You know, who set the house on fire? I don't, I don't. God doesn't work with me like that. And see, I, I want you, when you leave, remember more than the title. I, no, no. I, I want you to have understood the message. So once you get out and about, you can articulate that message and see that message bear fruit in your life. So I'm not impressed with trying to sound fancy with a title. Okay. So repetition, you can write this out, it causes retention. So the more it's repeated, the more I'm inclined to retain it. Now, watch this. If I can retain it or possess it, guess what? Now I can repeat it. So don't look at this lightly. Oh, he's going to, and some of you, you have probably already seen the tide begin to turn because you have heard this so much that now subconsciously you start, you see yourself Spending more time in his presence. You, you, there's an awareness now. I need to be doing something in ministry rather than just showing up. Are you here? So, 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 so repetition causes retention. Retention, are you here? Causes what? It, retention enables you to retain it. And if I can retain it or possess it, I can repeat it. Let me say it one more time because you guys have taken six minutes for me to say that. <laughs> Repetition. If I can repeat it, I can. The more I repeat it, the more I retain it. And if I can retain it, I can repeat it. Okay? So, all right. Now, repetition causes retention. And if I retain it, I can repeat it. Now, who got that? Can we move? All right, John 4. Now, again, we're, we're going to work our way up to this conversation with Jesus and uh, the Samaritan woman. However, this is our foundation of Scripture, and we want to read this and move into some of, the, again, the things that we've talked about. Ready? Everyone, if you can see the screen. Then, too, let me say this. This Another reason why I don't want to rush through this, this is vitally important to what we're doing now with the, uh, what's, what are you guys overseeing now? Everything new. Well, you should know, no, see there? No, no, see? That, that's not my part. Watch this. That, that's not my vein, right? That's why we have other members doing, I don't want to do everything. I can't do everything. I'm doing my part. Right? That's just like you, there's an expectation, Brother Damien, for your heart to walk. You, no, your heart, <laughs> your heart not going to do the walking. Your heart has a specific function. That's like someone expecting their kidneys to drive or, or to hold. No, no, no. No, your kidneys have a specific 
function. And where sometimes even where pastors mess up, they try to have their hands in everything. No. I just want to hear from God and deliver what he wants me to give to you. And, and see, that comes from being confident in my position. And see, when you're confident in your position, you're not threatened by the other members or what they do. Oh, boy, that's... But the hour is coming, and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is a spirit, and those who worship him, we must worship, uh, must worship him in spirit and in truth. Put the definition up again for worship. Write this down. Worship. Worship is the response of a grateful and humble individual to the only living God. Where submission, sacrificial service, praise, agreement, testimony, and gratitude are freely expressed in innumerable ways. If you remember, after this girl had the conversation with Jesus, guess what? She went and began to spread that good news. So there's always going to be testimony because of that agreement or that worship. Again, true worship is living in agreement with God. It's following his ways. It's living, listen to this now, here's truth. I am the way, the truth. Christ is the embodiment of truth. So if you want to know the truth, look at Christ in his life. So our life should be a reflection of him. So when, just like Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. So when people see us, they see the Father. Are you here? Then again, it's honoring God when there's true worship. It's honoring God. Listen to this. With all that I am, all that I have, and in all that I do. So you can see God, there's, you can see God through my, you can see my worship to God through my giving. You can see my worship to God through how I treat others. You hear? And you can see that I'm in worship with God, the life that I live. Not that you, not that you're perfect in the sense of being flawless, but, there, there, but, but my practice corresponds with my position. And my position is that we're holy before God. But sometimes our practice doesn't match our position. So there has to be room for growth. So you have to give each other room to grow. Someone say room for growth. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Then we also say that worship is both vertical and horizontal. If there is vertical worship, talking about you and the Father, there's going to be horizontal, being communication, community among others. So there's no way I can say I'm engulfed in worship with God and it's isolated and there's no community worship. Okay? So the mere fact that I am in worship with God, my vertical is correct. It's going to cause me, there's going to be a desire for communal worship. Why? Because together we're doing our assignment, fulfilling the Great Commission. Okay? Then, too, we said, of course, that word fellowship is the Greek word koinonia, a community among believers. 
It's intimate communion, joint participation. It's commitment, unity. Again, there are a lot of people who are in relationship with the Father, but many lack fellowship. Relationship is your permanent position. Again, when you receive Jesus, you now have eternal life. But fellowship is what you are doing now. Fellowship is that constant communion. Fellowship is that doing, is, is that doing the will of the Father. So fellowship is not resigning to behind the screen. Are you with me? No, because I understand fellowship, I'm going to move from behind the screen to in person. Why? Because I desire fellowship. Why? God is seeking such to worship. Again, when there's fellowship, there's no isolation. Rather, there's participation. Are you here? Again, so that word koinonia it's unity. It's having everything in common. It's fellowship with each other and with the Father. You should have all, you should have this information already. Again, we're reviewing for retention. We also say that God desires fellowship. We've seen this in Hebrews 10, 24, 25, if you'll put that up. Someone say, God desires community fellowship. I am an essential part. Yeah, you need it. There's something, that's why I said last week, you should always ask yourself, is, am I doing anything beyond showing up and sitting down? There's something that I should be doing. Yeah. Again, why is that, why is that important? Because the success, the mobility the acceleration of what I'm connected to is all contingent upon everybody working together. You remember the illustration we did last week with the body, with the human body. Okay? Most of you are seated. Well, yeah, most of you. Now, in order for you to be able to get up, move around, everything has to be working together. See, you may want to get up all day, but if your legs decide, you know, it's raining outside, and when it rains, you know, when it rains, <laughs> are you here? So, in literally, you will sit there until your legs decide they want to move. Are you with me? And watch this. There's no, in the sense that I'm saying it now, there's really no sense in, you know, having legs. Legs aren't going to do what they're supposed to do. That's called dead weight. So why have legs if the legs aren't going to function as they should? Would you say they're valuable to you? No, no, if they're not working. But if they work, they're of great value. Same thing. So we have to ask ourselves, what am I doing? I, I want to be more than just the name on the roll. I want to be a participant 
No, no. Yeah, I, I, and I'm glad that you're paying attention because this is what the church needs. To, when I say the, church, the body of Christ needs to hear, and and not have and not we come in like it's a club, then everybody go their separate way and we're disjointed. No, we're supposed to work together. Say this: There's something that I should be doing. Watch this. <laughs> and we seen last week, God says to members in the body, God gives everybody a specific function. Now, here's what we can't do. We can't covet. Because <laughs> I heard that when, when I asked, there's something I should be doing, about 90% of y'all said, I want to be the pastor. See, see, see. Come here for a second. Come here for a second. <sighs> Come here, son. Come here, son. Come in. Yeah, yeah, yes, you, sir. Please, thank you. Carter, come in here. Fred. Uh, let me get somebody else. Tysha. James. There's a name of you. I heard that. Who else want to come? Somebody said, I want to come. Who was that that said that? Come on, come on. Who was that? Who was that? Who was that that said, I want to come? Come on down. All right, look. Now, now just say, if this was the, the makeup of the church, we all can't be the pastor. We're not going to accomplish anything if we're all the past. Right? You think we'll get much done? <laughs> Kate McWarren played the <laughs> keyboard at one time. We all. Now, then too, see, when God anoints you, see, there's a difference than wanting to do something than been anointed to do it. I want to sing. Okay, but <clears throat> I'm not on the praise team because I know they'll function a whole lot better if my voice stay right here where I'm at. <laughs> Are you with me? So it's about understanding, man. And here's the thing. When we all understand our individual position, we shine together, man. It's not about, it, it doesn't, look, 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 look. It, it's not about who's the face. Because the face is no good without the internal organs doing what they're supposed to do, as well as the exterior, exterior organs or limbs doing what they're supposed to do. So, so the, the, the heart doesn't get mad at, at the eyes. The eyes don't get upset with the liver, and the liver doesn't get upset with the toes. Why? Because as long as everybody's doing their part, man, we could do what we're supposed to do. Thank you. So, so, so now, now uh, consistently, as Pastor said, now write this down. Uh, pastor... Taken. <laughs> say, no, 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 say this. That position has been filled. Okay, now, all right. Now there's 99 other positions. Okay. Uh-oh, I heard that. I heard that. Well, what about Pastor Trey? Well, y'all y'all know what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and not saying that, you know, but not trying to make light of it, but sometimes We'll cover a, another's position, and, and and listen. One thing you don't want to do is if I ain't known to do it, you know. But you have to know what you're asking for, because you might be asking for something that there's no grace on you to do. 
Listen, let me tell you something. Seminary, it teaches us hermeneutics, the art and science behind preaching and teaching the Word of God. It, you know, they teach you how to, the hist- how to do the historicity, the culture, the language. They teach you a wonderful, a lot of uh, wonderful things. But what seminary cannot do or did not do or can't do <laughs> is teach us how to pastor. Now, they can give us some expectations of what to expect. You don't learn how to pastor in seminary. No, you don't. If somebody tells you, no, no, you, no, you don't. Holy Spirit teaches you how to pastor. He gives you the wisdom and guidance of how to lead people. Because you can go to seminary but have no anointing to pastor. So at best, you just would be a good orator. You won't have any anointing for the people. So you have to make sure that this is what God called you to do. And when he called you to do it, there's an anointing on you to do it. Are you here? So that's why we have a lot of people who are great preachers, but poor pastors. Why? Because school taught me how to properly exegete, but they couldn't teach me how to pastor and lead God's people. So there has to be room for growth. I'm just going to skip around and go with Holy Spirit. I'm not even going to. Let's just flow with him. Well, you said that's what I should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, all this time, I thought that's what I was doing. <laughs> but guess what? I'm growing. <laughs> I bet you next Sunday, I'll be doing what he wants me to do. <laughs> Let me show you something. There has to be room for growth. Ephesians 4, let's just skip around. Are you here? So, and I say that because when I got out of school, the first time, still in school, watch this. They taught me how to do everything but pastor because there were things that happened that I didn't get, you know, I'm looking through, how, how do you handle this? Is that anything that didn't give me that school? Lord said, I will give you shepherds after my heart. Lord, that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. I need the wisdom of Holy Spirit. Lord, what? I don't know how to handle that. We're young. I started preaching at 12. Thank God for growth. And see, even in that, I, I knew I needed more. I mean, I hadn't, I knew I didn't, I didn't want to be in front of people. They had no, I, you know, I, I didn't know what I was doing. And the, thank God for the old church, but the old church sees anointing on everything. Go on out there. You can do God call your dog. Nah, yeah, but no, nah, hold up. No, nah, I, I need some information, man. Tell me. That's why, listen to what I'm saying. This. That's why I'm not impressed with eight-year-olds. I'm not saying God didn't call you. But be developed. 
See, the same word that's supposed to bring about liberation, you can subjugate a people because it's in error. You're reading it out of context. So for someone who doesn't properly understand how to exegete the scripture, you can get up here and actually hurt people and do damage more so than good. So I, I can't just take an eight-year-old and, and put him up in a poor pit, hadn't served in ministry, never cleaned the restroom, don't know how to obey mom and dad at home, uh, 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 acting a fool in school. Then you want me to turn him loose up here, can't pronounce words properly, and, and let the Lord use them? Come on, y'all. Let's use wisdom. No. And we've seen Jesus at the age of 12 in the synagogues astonishing people. But for 18 years, we heard nothing else. He was what? Growing in wisdom and stature and had favor with God and man. I'm not saying it's going to take 18 years, but I'm saying there's a time of maturity and development. Yeah, let, I, I, we, we'll mentor whoever, but no, no. You want me to let him up here and he doesn't know the first five books of the Bible. And we think it's not a game. Again, it, it, see, you can have all the charisma, but if there's no anointing on it. And if he's eight, trust me, he got plenty of time. Are y'all here? Why are we talking about that? Well, matter of fact, what was we talking about? Growth and development, right? <laughs> are, you, are we in Ephesians 4? But anyway, we're talking about growth, and, and we're still growing. I'm still growing. But seminary doesn't teach you how to pastor. Who understands what I'm saying? Again, they can give you expectation of what to See, it, it, see, I used to think, thank God for grace. And if truth be told, those of you who have been here a long time, if truth be told now, you should be able to say, I seen pastor go from old covenant to new covenant. Well, no, from law, <laughs> from being a law preacher to getting revelation. Because <laughs> when I first started pastoring 23 years ago, this coming June, I really thought that believers didn't miss it. Yeah, because I, I came up Pentecostal, you know, you're going to hell if you do anything outside of being at church all day. Oh, a bad word, you're going to hell. He said, what? It was, you know, hey, man, it was, are y'all here? Don't fast. Oh, the devil's in you. Because it, what? I remember one time Minister let. Real son, <clears throat> real son. I, I forgot what he did. 
Man, and me and another minister, we went looking for him. Man. <laughs> I mean, I was going to, I don't know what I, what, at, at that time, I, I was going to, I don't know, but I was hot. Couldn't find him. <laughs> Tish, when did he come back? When, when did y'all come back? He, he didn't come back till he met you. Say it again. How, how many years was he gone? <laughs> I'll put it this way, he left town. Put it that way. Not because of that, but I don't know why he, but when he came back, but during that time, it, in retrospect, I'm glad that that kind of happened because at that moment, that's when I started learning about the grace of God and, and, and loving people and, and people going to have, people going to fall short. People are going to, and, and we need to start loving people through the eyes and lenses of Jesus. And Now, we're still working on it now. But, but I'm saying that was the genesis of, wait a minute. We have been given a walk that's too hard for us to walk. We have been given a command, by man that is, to walk a line drill that we can't do. No, you can't. You're not going to be perfect in the sense of being flawless and never fall short. No, you're not. And, and and through that, and it got to the point where where and it should be, and you could correct them. Well, yes, sir. And that's how it should be. Why? Because I know I'm here. And when you know you're a vital part, you can take instruction. You can take rebuke. You can take uh, correction. Why? Because I'm essential. No, no. I want to be effective in what I do. So if I'm lacking, show me. You hear? So we have to give each other room to grow. And I think that's sometimes where we mess up when it comes to participating because we're waiting on everybody to be perfect. Well, I, I do it when they act right. No, you, you'll never do it. Are you here? So, so we have to, and let me show you this. So there has to be room For growth. Are we in Ephesians 4? And, and let me say this. And when you understand that, you know, even when it comes to decision making and certain things, even when you, even from a sheep standpoint, because I trusted God in him. I don't understand that, I don't, but I, I trust that he's given me. And if, he, and if he misses it, guess what there's going to be room for? Growth. Are you here? And some of you know, drill, and a lot of y'all, I'm the kind of, now I had to grow into this. I'm not one of those pastors who act like I've never missed it. Or already there. I'm still growing. I know some of you not, but I am. It's about three of y'all who's, I mean, you done peaked out, man. I, I commend you, bro. I'm, wor- I'm following you. I see you. I see you, Sister Givens. Uh, and, and, and I'm, 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 I'm trying. Kay, she's another one. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's one more. Where you at? <laughs> what she but, but there's about three of y'all who have peaked. I mean, th- th- there is absolutely no more room for any kind. I mean, man, and I envy you, man. How did you do it? What does it feel like, Drill? 
<laughs> She's like, I'm like you, Pastor. I don't know. There's been times I, I made change and I had to come back. Ain't this true, Krista? You know what? I probably could have did that a different way. Because I'm growing. You didn't, oh, no, God said this. And that's, no, no, no. My, my intentions may been right, but the, the way I did it could have been adjusted. And see, that, that's understanding. Man, I'm still growing. That's why sometimes, let me see if I see any of them here today. Y'all got brothers and sisters that are called and they in a situation and, and just be cursing like a sailor. And they saved. They saved. I, I, I don't, oh, man, I'm the pastor, man. Show some respect, man. See, now I'm being prideful. See, I, I know they're going through something right now. And I, and I need to hear them out. Now, now there, there are times, Holy Spirit said, no, not today. Just let, then it might be two weeks down the road. You remember that day? Now, I, I know you, and I know you have a better vocabulary than that. Just, just adjust it a little bit. And one of the reasons I don't do it because I know they're growing. And another reason I don't do it because I might need to cuss past one day. Now, I'm not saying I do that, but I might need to curse one day, and I need you to be like, and, it did, and there's no way, Brother Jackson, that, that if you call me cursing, then I need to call you. There's no way you say, hold up, Pastor, wait a minute now. You the man of God. Yeah, but we the same walk I walk. You, the same walk you walk. So I don't need you talking about, Pat, no, I need you to say, go ahead, Pat, get it out. Get it out. Matter of fact, say a couple more. And I'm going to be, ah, them sons of God, them mothers of Jesus, them... But I don't curse them, so before this go viral, because <laughs> it is a lot of cursing preachers out there now. Y'all see, and I don't even have to tell you. Y'all see? So they going in. Okay? But, but my point is this. Even in that, allow them to grow. They're human just like you. 